Welcome, Paul. Is this Ron? Yes, it is. Nice to hear you, Ron. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So it's nice to have you back a uh, second time. I was not around uh, with Awakening Together uh, on your first interview that uh, Jacqueline, I think, uh, handled back in 2017. And, uh, you know, she covered, and both of you covered a number of different things. Uh, that's already kind of there for, for posterity's sake on the, on the website. So I'd like to, to maybe touch on a few of those things, but maybe go into a little um, maybe a little bit different material, some things that are a little deeper. Although I know that uh, I think your your rap is that you kind of teach the same thing over and over, and um, um, and I think that that's there's there's brilliance to that. I actually pay a lot of money to belong to a professional coaching group uh, that uh, their whole their whole mantra was being brilliant at the basics. Uh, so uh, we really almost every quarter covered some real basic things because it was amazing uh, how frequently and how easy it was to kind of get off track of the uh, of the basics. So I don't think that's uh, going to be um, um, an issue or a stumbling block in any way. So um, I think maybe maybe to kind of start off, uh, I would uh, suggest that. I think you have a. I've had an opportunity to read uh, one of your books. Got partway through the um, the Escape to Everywhere. Listened to your Buddha at the, bas- at the gas pump uh, interview, and also Jacqueline's interview, and then one of your uh, latest uh, uh, sad songs. So I had a chance to kind of uh, enjoy getting to know you uh, via electronic media, and uh, I think even though this is already covered to some degree in the first interview, it would still be good to kind of for those who have, who have not listened to that, at least for tonight, I had to get a sense of who you are, where you're coming from, uh, and uh, maybe pick it, um, you know, pick it up uh, from there. In particular, um, maybe your association with, uh, you know, with AA and uh, fear. AA. Oh, false evidence appearing real. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I'd rather have it more about the message, but. Uh... Well, just, 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 just very briefly, just very briefly. Yeah, I just, uh, just, uh, you know, in hindsight, I got struck sober uh, March 21st, 1988. The, uh, the urge to escape, at least with that vehicle of drinking and using, was removed. Never had a strong feeling or, or have had a strong feeling or a thought about using ever since. Uh, so... Uh, there was a statement that you'll come to believe that something greater than you has done for you what you can't do for yourself. Well, I've had a very convincing uh, event where that was so. So um, that's sort of been the theme of a lot of things. So even with the talks, you know, because of the, uh, the working format of most people, we tend to put the attention on the messenger, not the message, yeah? And the messenger is usually going to fail you, and sometimes the head uses that as a rationale not to hear the message. So I want to emphasize that uh, my feeling about carrying the message is more like a hose, and the water would be the message, yeah? So... uh, the hose is in, is seemingly bringing you the water, but it's not the source of the water. And uh, that attitude has stabilized in me. It was obvious 
and uh, it served me well. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I got struck sober, and then when that happened, I got introduced to a new way of life, which was recovery. I got something happened around in the morning of March 21st, and that evening, I made a deal for a place to stay. Uh, to go to an AA meeting. So I went to my first meeting basically looking for shelter and uh, I haven't didn't stop going after that. So I just uh, stayed in the, the, the way of life of recovery and uh, with the action figure, you know, there's a great serenity prayer that the recovery community uses, which is, you know, to cur- you know, the courage to basically withstand the changing of what can be changed. Well, the action figure can be changed, yeah? I can learn uh, not to put my hand on, in fire, yeah? When I was actively using, I couldn't learn from myself or from others, but I can learn now. So I follow the habits of, of a way of life and it's allowed me to sort of be a, a free range alcoholic, so to speak. And, uh, which again, opened me up to hear other possibilities. Yeah. And actually let them land, so to speak. And so, uh, that basis of living produced, uh, produced like as a stabilizing condition for the action figure. Because, see, like when I drank, as soon as I drank, I learned I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. I attracted a lot of consequence, and it's going to really be about what's directing that beacon, to, uh, and that's what's going to happen to me. And so when the mental state was directing the beacon, I, I experienced a lot of consequences, and I would run into the thing that... The alcoholic of my type was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And that when this head is managing this life, it leads to me having to be managed by other people. So I I had to go involuntarily to a lot of institutions like jail and recovery programs. So... uh, there was a lot to learn then. None of it landed, but it came It came in handy later on, yeah? And uh, so what happened is I got sober. I had a period of life where I was under this pre-probation program, and I met a guru and a teaching, and I started to learn to meditate when I was 19. And I got involved with that till about 24, and it was wanting to know God, whatever you want to call it, at that point was sufficient enough reason not to drink or use. I maybe had a couple of Heinekens in four years. It was mind-boggling. And uh, (laughs) my mother didn't care who it was that helped me stay sober, so she wrote a letter to the the newspaper about Guru Maharaji because Guru Maharaji is, is keeping my son sober. So she didn't care what did it. So she just wanted me to be happy and okay. So what happened is I got sort of disappointed with that and I went back out to use using and then I ended up washing up to recovery in 30, at 36 years old. And uh mm, yeah. And then from there, you know, the best part of my life was that period when I was with this meditating and doing Tai Chi and massage and shit. So I tried to basically go back to that kind of life. 
And uh, but without the guru stuff, and I was clear I didn't that wasn't working for me. So I entered, got into Buddhism, started traveling around Asia, going doing lot vipassana retreats and stuff, and um, got introduced to Course in Miracles in the nineties, and then heard the message of non duality like ninety seven or something ninety eight from a woman from East Europe. I couldn't even hear her. She was very low speaking, but it didn't matter. There was space with something going on and I could feel uh, an invitation and I said yes to it, yeah? So I read a few books, I listened, I saw some more people, some people I liked, some people I didn't. And then, um, you know, I had big interruptions of the story, Paul. Uh, and then stuff was just revealed, you know, and then it became, and a lot of the stuff was revealed has never been unrevealed. It just became a new norm. And uh, I saw the importance, not so much of hearing the message of non-duality, but to see who's hearing the message of non-duality. I think I just caught a little bit of Regina uh, before, and she was sort of, presenting a point which I feel is very, quite important and when I was going to start saying either I was missing it or it wasn't emphasized and that is that there is a mental activity uh, that I like to call selfing and that activity is very very fast and it has a point it wants to establish and reinforce which is that you are a doer and a thinker, and a hearer, and a feeler. And it uses the claiming of the thinking, the hearing, the feeling, and the seeing to imply that, yeah? So out of a verb, it comes up with a noun. And then the noun is presupposed to be before all the verbs. So now you have a story of you, as, and you see everything that happens as it pertains to you, the you that you're not, yeah? So you sort of start from a manufactured point and you wonder why things aren't working and stuff like that and usually the system just falls in on itself so you're constantly blamed for things that don't work not working yeah <laughs> and the beautiful news to me was what can a failed system show you that it's failed that's the value yeah so if you've done a lot of seeking and really nothing's happened well you know pull the brake on the bus and get off yeah because it's not going to work because you can't use yourself to find yourself and the whole point of non-duality in one sense there's an assumption that underlies the message which is you are what you're looking for that's the message really yeah if you're not into that then you know bark up another tree it doesn't matter yeah inevitably nothing changes anyway but the fact is, you are what you're looking for. Then why, that's why looking for it doesn't work, you see? Yeah? Yeah. You have no, the idea I, of, I'm going to work towards it. There's no towards when it comes to what you are. There's no towards because you're at that location. You cannot possibly entertain as what you're not. It doesn't work because what you're not produces distance and time. That's what it does, yeah? So now it looks like 
you're in something that you're not in, and therefore the imperative is if you, you have to get out, and you can't get out of what you're not in. Nor, yes, you can't. Yeah, try as much as you want. So, what's there to do? Well, see, you're not in. How long does that take? No time. What do you need to do? Nothing. Yeah, it's just a clear observation. And so, this is what happened when I heard the message of non-duality. Let's say the message was about being a lion, and I was assuming that I was a lion, and I was going to hear the description of the lion, and that's that, yeah? But something was claiming to be the hero of the message that I'm a lion. Let's call it a sheep programming. And I started to notice that. And I started to see this mental activity of claiming, and I realized that I had been misplaced most of my life. And I've been trying to get out of what I'm not as what I'm not, which is a giant field day for what I'm not, yeah? And so, and the biggest in of what I'm not is the attempt to get out of it. That's a huge area of inness, yeah? So all this started to be clear, and it hasn't been unclear ever since. <laughs> so I felt like... Uh, People ask me, well, you went to satsang, so you're sharing. I said, no, the reason why I'm sharing is because I went to satsang, and I didn't hear this. I didn't hear it. So I hear, I feel a lot of people, they, they hear the message, you're a lion, but they hear it as a sheep, and it gets translated to the only way a sheep can understand it, which is, I can become like a lion. That's not this message. This message is you already are what you're looking for. That's it. That's the message. Yeah. Now, that isn't possible if you're the sheep. Because what is being described is not a sheep. It's, and it seems insane. Why are people wasting time trying to describe the indescribable? Just let it be found out. Yeah. Let's describe the describable. What we're not can be described to a T. Because it's not there. (laughs) It's just a lot of pointing. Yeah, Jacqueline, Jacqueline tried to definitely pin you down in regards to describing, and uh, you were, you were, uh, you you were very successful in not uh, not complying with her request. Well, of course, yeah. So, for a couple things, uh, you know, in the last set song, one of the last set songs you did, uh, you said something. (laughs) That's about what I start off this uh, this evening with, and it says. Sat songs don't really work. Uh, those are just your words. Um, and so I guess there's no more to discuss. We're done, right? Well, it may have been. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But, but there does, there does, you know, everybody's uh, maybe a, a term uh, that we can mutually agree on might be a word seeing. We see what we are or, or we see what we're not. We see that we're uh, what we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there seems for many people to be kind of a progression though, that's not, some people falls away like that and it's, and it stays there and, and, it, and it's never changed. Although we have this habitualization, uh, that, uh, the human conditioning, um, you know, I don't know, depending on the studies, anywhere from 45 to 85% of what we do every waking hour, uh, is, Habitualized. It's just automatic things that we do that we learned from very early on until about the time we're 16. And now they happen so rapidly 
that we don't think about them. We don't think about stopping when we see the stop sign. We maybe put the foot on the brake because it's there or go to the front door when the doorbell rings. And a good part of our life is that way. So while you might have this seeing, uh, there's still this, um, uh, well, we're not this, this human food body as Nisar Kadata would have called us, um, that there, there still is this kind of interconnection with what's, you know, with, with what's going on. And it's kind of like I've heard some people refer to it as the, you know, the, you've unplugged the fan, but the fan blade doesn't stop automatically. You know, it still continues to slowly wind down and still, you know, and still spin. And for I think for some, uh, the fan can spin a little bit longer than others. So this this progression of you know, first you think you need to be a seeker, a doer, trying to do things is maybe maybe a phase one, and then you find out you're you're not a body. You know, you're 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 none of that. You almost kind of go through this uh, phase of of not being much interested in anything. Because you know you're not a body, it doesn't really matter. You're almost you know you know somewhat somewhat disconnected. Um, and then there's more maybe of a, of a relaxing or a a a way of, of of easing and just seeing than rolling with whatever shows up because that's what's really um, the universe is presenting to you, for lack of a better term. Um, and then at some point there's almost even emerging back in maybe of not seeing the mental activity or the lack of mental activity as being any different. It's all the absolute, it's all awareness. It's maybe just different uh, facets uh, that, that, that's showing up. So I, I guess the, the, the thing I want to query you about a little bit tonight is people that are in these different phases, seeming phases, I love you and you know, I, I like to talk about that word a little bit too, because you like to use that word a lot. Uh, and emphasize it is when you're kind of in the beginning phase. It's, it's a, kind of like learning how to swim. There are a few people that jump into the that dive into the deep end. There's there's many others uh, that start in the shallow end, you know, and, and wade their way out. I play a lot of sports, so you don't learn to do a slam dunk right away. You know, you learned how to dribble the ball. You know, you learned how to do a jump shot. You learned how to pass. You learned how to do a lot of things before you got to the point where you even thought about trying to do a, a slam dunk. Not that I was ever able to do that, um, but you know, it, it, it sometimes it seems that maybe there's a you know some kind of progression, even though it's a seeming progression, even though it's not particularly necessary because you're as you've said we are what we're looking for. Uh, so just just curious about your thoughts about progression. Well, here, let's say something moves and then it's expressed in this dreamlike event, which is obviously space and time. So there would be progression or regression, yeah? And therefore, in the dreaming, this wham or whatever you want to call it, this fact, its influence manifests manifest in a lot of different ways. It's not captured by how it's manifest, yeah? It, it triggers movements here, but you can't follow those movements here like a stepping stone back to what's influencing it, yes? Okay. It's just more like an art project. So something has moved, and then you'll re 
you'll start expressing and there'll be observation of it and all the while you know you have nothing really to do with it so you're just going on yes and so yeah in time obviously there's progression and regression in time yeah but the fact is the space hasn't been altered or changed at all with all these movements and all these different conditions yes sort of like the the sky tons of things can appear in the sky yet none of them affect the sky yeah so you can see one cloud that's lower and another cloud's higher and another cloud's higher but there's no lower or higher in the sky so to speak yeah it's from our perspective in this dreamlike state we see we see movement differences in movements and shit but it's not a, it's not based on fact it's based on perception yeah that's the beauty that's the art project of entertaining this idea or these ideas entertaining through you yeah it's it's awesome and the joy of realizing you're traveling lighter which is awesome yeah so yeah a lot of people go through the phases but the phases aren't something that you have to go through right they're expressions of a movement not of this place but of some you know of what we are vibrate you know vibrating into this appearance yeah yeah now the dilemma is let's say somebody is known as a great saint and they're a little crazy and so people look at what that person does and they think if i do what they do i'll arrive at where they are but they didn't arrive there their create their behavior is expressing where they are they didn't use that behavior didn't take them anywhere yeah yeah so the action figure for me is directed its influence by forces that it doesn't even have the ability to acknowledge yeah you you know the tree you're sitting under by the fruit after a while yeah so you start recognizing way man uh, i'm traveling lighter you're probably one of the last people to get it yeah you're just because you're out to lunch so much as an action figure but you finally dawns on you and the real important thing is you had nothing to do with it that's super clear so there's a humility built into the vaccine that you get that you had nothing to do with it and it's very very clear it, it is <laughs> and then you see all you're doing is one of the obscuring agents in most cases yeah and so you come to the futility which is a really at the back end of it a hallelujah which is i ain't going to get it you know i'm incapable of understanding what i am <laughs> i can only be what i am that's the only and <laughs> who am i to say what says i'm being or not being what i am that's insanity yeah so you just uh <laughs> Yeah, this is what frustrates people. Why can't I experience this? Well, the same reason why you can't get it. Why can't you can't arrive at it because you are it. That's the that I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you're if you know, it's like uh if you keep hanging around the barber shop, the barber's it's going to get the message you want a, a haircut probably. Don't get upset when you know, you're not getting served the ham sandwich. So this is a, an assumption that really is a disarming message. To me it, it's not a call to arms, it's about 
finally, you know, just uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. And that's such a bummer if you're seeing it from the mental state. If you're seeing it from what you are, it's, well, you know, finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then uh, uh, you have an, like a deep chilled outness that isn't caused by circumstances or situations. It lends itself to circumstances and situations that you find yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems, it seems like sometimes the beginning is uh, there's a title of a book uh, I know that uh, that I've enjoyed. It's called the the end of the search, or giving up the search. That that, that that's the the the, the that, that's where that's maybe maybe the the crux of actually the seeing is because you've quit searching. And well, what, yeah, what, you know, if you're yeah. searching, if there's a searching and there's a searcher, the seeing is been is now called looking, and the looking. A driven seeing, a driven seeing is the blindness to seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you're looking so, for it, you're blind to it. When you finally realize you're never going to get it, a new possibility is available. And then when it becomes so, it says it's always been so. So you never blew anything and whatever. Yeah. It's just, right. yeah. Well, one of the things too, I just want to make sure everybody that is uh, listening, uh, whether it's online or live, um, and through the Zoom, uh, is you're more than welcome to um, type in questions uh, or we ask Paul a question uh, directly. Just raise your hand and sound if I don't see them, uh, please uh, bring it to my attention, you know, if you will. So um, it seems like to some degree that maybe anytime we try to qualify anything from a mental perspective that we've kind of um, become, become the, 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 the selfing noun um, that, that it kind of throws us um, into, into our quantifying or qualifying in some form or fashion, whatever has taken place. And I think from the interview, I remember you talking about maybe instead of pointing to specific things uh, for uh, for for people, it was almost more like an open question uh, that maybe open questions might be a a route to without without looking for a specific answer uh, that seemed to be a helpful um, tool or route. And I, I just wanted to query you about that a little bit more. Well, the see, the head wants the mental state wants you to believe that by you doing something, you get undone or disqualified. Yeah, that's not true. I don't see. Yeah, and you you just hold you just see that what the language is implying isn't you. Yeah, I'm not the one that's doing freaking anything. I'm not the one that's flipping out. I'm not the one who's thinking. There's just thinking and flipping out. And then it's claimed to imply the one. Yeah. So what happens is used to imply who or what it's happening to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, there's only verbing in, in a way. And there's a great master, Ramana Maharshi. Mm -hmm. And in, a lot of people wrote about his teachings. And in, in their writing his teachings, there's some that get carried through each person's writings. 
about this one particular point, and it's usually prefaced as the problem or the greatest mystery, yeah? And it's this idea of reality wanting to attain reality, or the idea there's a pre-supposing. So pre means of time, yeah, before, mm -hmm. yes? Mm -hmm. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being what? Existing, yeah? So the thing now is that which is seeing is attributed to the body. So now the body is what's seeing and hearing, feeling, which it isn't really. It facilitates those things, but it's not the body that's doing it, let's say, yeah? So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being existing, and then wanting to get salvation for that non-existent thing, yeah? If this is the case, and this is the assumption that this is probably going on without much noticing, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? That's not something to be believed, it's to be, it's to be heard, yeah, and see where it lands. And does it explain a lot of what your behavior looks like? Is that exactly what's been happening? Yeah? <laughs> because if it is, if that shoe fits, wear it. Yeah? Because obviously, if you just heard your spiritual practices are reinforcing the problem, how can they destroy it? You'd be pretty bummed out if you're into spiritual practices. But the whole basis of that statement comes from the prior one. There's a mental activity that's inserting a fact that ain't a fact. Yeah? So... Hearing does not mean there's a hearer. All hearing means is hearing. Seeing does not mean there's a seer. Only seeing is just seeing. Thinking does not mean there's a thinker. It's just thinking, yeah? What gives it that title? What claims the activity of our day to imply there's a one, yeah? So in a sense, and even if you... Let's say you believe you're a, you've been a body. So when you were a baby body, did you have a sense of separation or a self? No, you didn't. It had to grow, yeah? When you took a shit, do you see the baby look embarrassed? It doesn't look embarrassed. It fucking shits and shit like that because there's no one claiming to be the, uh, the, go the going to the bathroom person, yes? I'm trying not to use any curse words. I forgot. <laughs> Only one isn't that bad. And I used it in a, in a biological fine. way. I don't think you're, you can... You're good. Yeah. You're good. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. So there was a period of time when you which the, the you you think is now, was a body, well, there was no you in there. <laughs> there never has been, really. But the idea hadn't grown, yeah? And then it did. And then the whole system was basically to reinforce that idea all day. Yeah? And so you're listening to a broadcast from K-Paul all day, you know, listening to golden oldies of Cape of Paul, hoping for new hits of Paul, and worried nothing's ever going to work out. Yeah. So there's a, it constantly keeps. It's an agitated state that only begets more agitation. How can you rely on it? That's another, how another, another, another yeah. point that you make is that the way our language is constructed. Um, reinforces uh, this, you know, sense of self, this, you know, 
subjective completely. language uh, you completely. know used by objects. Yeah. Yes, completely. It's constantly implying the language that we have a lot to do with a lot of stuff we have nothing to do with. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it doing that? There's a hidden, there's an agenda there to reinforce. See, for something to appear to be so that isn't, it has to be reinforced and manufactured quite a lot. Yes. It doesn't have any legs to stand on. So it has to constantly be reinforced. And that's what the mental states are doing. They're reinforcing this identification as self. Yeah. You know, in fairness, I don't think that's a purposeful thing. That's just kind of something that we've fallen into. I mean, Nizargadatta Maharaj talked about that. Just all of a sudden, the self comes upon you. It kind of takes you, it kidnaps you uh, by use of the language and the way you're brought up. Uh, and it really wasn't something that we cognitively did. It's just part of our no, cultural, cultural we experience. We didn't cognitively do it, but the mental process did. Yes. The mental Let's talk process. about that. Yeah. Yes, no, yes. You use this you use the term mental process instead of mind, uh, because the key is the term faith mind. Um, we just use mental because what we call mind, I don't think deserves that term. <laughs> I think it's mental processes. Yeah. So that's why I use mental processes. Yeah, I feel and I do feel they have an agenda. It's not you doing it. What they're, what they're doing is, is to imply a you. Yeah? Because Who's they? Who, who, is, who is the they? There is no they. The mental okay. processes, there's no okay. one there doing anything. But there's a movement of claiming that implies there's a doer. Yeah? There, there isn't a doer implying there's a doer. There's just an implying there's a doer. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so everything we hear, how we think, how we reflect, how we do this, how we do that. When you thought about five years ago, you're pictured as a body. You can't picture yourself five years ago in Hawaii without a body. Can you? Yeah. When you're, when you're worrying about you in the future, are you worrying about you as a spirit? No. The mental state pictures you as a body. Right. And it's reinforcing that idea all day. Yeah, it's the old, uh, you know, I think, therefore I am, um, you know, I guess. Yeah, see, so it has an, a, it, there is an intent there. It's not mm -hmm. like, uh, but the beautiful thing, it isn't like AI. It's not artificial intelligence. It's programming. You can see it and it doesn't really develop any new moves. It just has a, uh, it's like a mechanical claiming of whatever's going on to write a story about it, yeah? And with you as the central character. And then a huge amount of interest follows that story that very rarely will follow any other story as it follows that story. So there's a cherishing of self. And to me, that's the mental addiction to self which leads to wanting to get a lot of relief that leads to other forms of addictions. Because most of the time when you're getting loaded, you're trying to get out of self, really. Sure. You're trying to forget you and have some good, have some fun, yeah? So basically, 
what allows all the other addictions is based on that original, in a way, addiction, which is the mental state's addiction to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser. Yeah? Yeah. What's that old Course of Miracles phrase, you know, seek but never find? Um, I guess that kind of drives us crazy, and we try to cope with that in different ways. Uh, we do have a hand that's up. Uh, Son, I'm not sure if it's yours or another question but from somebody else. It's for me. Okay. Fire away. All yours. So, Paul, um, I wrote it in the chat box. I'm just wondering, so is the mental process then the doer? And that's why we're not it, because we're not the mind. We're not these programs. We're not any of that. And that's the whole mechanism of mind that we're trying to see through. And that's the one who's the doer with the agenda. Well, there's no doer. So there is no doer. There's, there's just what's happening. The doer is the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yes? So that's the, that, to me, is what's going on. I think for, for the mental process, it's just an organizing principle, really. And this is what's kind of hard. It tries to make sense out of things. Yeah. And so it has a story to try to make sense out of things because it doesn't understand, nor will it. So there you go. It's sort of like Hal in 2001 took over the mission, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> without informing the humans. <laughs> well, I think that's but, uh, part of the, you, the, the you challenge wanna, of this. Just, yeah. yeah, when you... Uh, see, that word doer in English usually triggers an idea, an, an image of a thing, like God as a thing or another person as a thing. Uh, you don't usually see spirit as a doer of things in a way. So I, I don't like to use the word doer with that, the mental processes. I just like to use the word claiming. Yeah. And then there's an assumption that's arrived at through all the claiming. And that assumption then is presupposed to be before everything. And so now every verb is, is uh, preceded by a noun, so to speak. So instead of seeing life is happening, you get an interpretation that life is happening to me. Yeah. That interpretation can be seen as comedy, which is a great way to see it, or it can see, be seen as CNN, which is probably going to suck. Yeah. But you're going to see it. Some, you're going you're gonna to hear the narratives <laughs> one way or the other. It, what, it's what the audience, audience makes of it, yeah? So, I mean, <laughs> I like it to be comedy central. It works good. <laughs> Any other questions, Sana, as a follow-up, or is that good? Okay, excellent. Yeah, it's always difficult, uh, Paul. Obviously, uh, you used a, a phrase, I think, with Jacqueline is, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to communicate these things in our language because we don't deal, we, our language is structured around non-dualism non and, uh, you know, the old uh, non-dual Pharisee thing. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to express uh, things and obviously are different kind of 
backgrounds and points of view uh, may be expressed different ways, but actually kind of kind of be toward toward the same thing. Um, you like like say for me, uh, you know, a, an assumption and a claiming is there's someone that's claiming and there's someone that's assuming. <laughs> so you know, when when you're saying it's a no thing, and so what's the uh, you know what's what what's the no thing? Is do we just maybe say that's just the mystery? The, the marvelous mystery. Yeah, whatever. You know, I find you may not care. Yeah. 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 I mean, when... Uh, usually if I'm... Well, yeah. You just may not care. You'll lose interest in a lot of stuff, I feel. And, uh, and the point is, really, the words aren't what we're trying to express. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're hoping the words carry something that leaves, leaves, uh, leaves an impression which, which will seek to express to each and every one of us. Yeah, that's the point of the talks. I'm not trying to convince anyone. I'm trying to talk through you, really. I'm not talking to you because I realized it's pointless to try that. It just doesn't go anywhere. It's sort of like talking to the sheep about being a lion. It doesn't work. I'd much rather talk to the lion about not being a sheep. Yeah. It just, to me, that works. So uh, I remember I did a talk in L.A. once, and the person that was sitting in front of the door, a lot of people, when they were leaving, was telling them, hey, this everything this guy says goes over my head. So the guy asked me about it, and I said, well, that's where we're aiming. <laughs> we're aiming over the head. We want to just uh, overwhelm the system so it just collapses for a second or two, and then there's an obvious recognition that something can continues when the system collapses. So you must not be the system. Yeah. So yes, we're not really trying to talk to you about it. Which we're throwing the ball over your head, but I can't miss everywhere. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, so something's got to stick somewhere, right? Hopefully. Um, so yeah, going back to this term uh, the, that you seem to be key to you, uh, something called faith mind. Faith mind. Oh no, that's an old uh, that's an old Zen thing. I like mm-hmm. faith mind. It's one of the famous uh, Zen treatise treatises, sort of with the non-duality flavor. And uh, at the end, the guy just yells out, not to. So really what the message of non-duality basically is not about non-duality. It's a negation of two. So it's not to. Yeah. And the faith uh, in that, the faith in mind is that's all that's needed because you are what you're looking for. So when you see what you're not, you'll find out what you are. Yeah. So that's faith to me, yeah. Okay. We've got another question. Jim, you have your hand raised. Yes. Um, um, first, uh, thank you for the host and the organizers and uh, to Paul for being and conveying the message. Um, so going back to your point, uh, Paul, you mentioned um, you're trying to talk to the, the lion. So does it mean that um, as a listener, if if the listener asks uh, some questions, uh, thereby increasing the attack surface, and maybe some of the points will go through. 
Yes, hopefully, yeah. Well, they're going to get through because you can't miss what you are. It's always here at all times, yeah? Yes? Mm. What you want to do is just overwhelm the delivery system that misdirects the, the message. And so at least it's sort of like we used to use the term spiritual sperm, you know? So there's usually when sperm is released and it races to the, to the egg, there's a lot of them with the hopes that at least one will get through. And when it hits the, the mother egg, the, the egg conceives an idea, which is, I'm not that, yeah? And there it goes, yeah? So now the Buddha has uh, he heard the message, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Well, that's frustrating when Paul is using Buddhism to try to acquire some of the attributes it thinks Buddha had. But in fact, the message isn't going to Paul, it's going to the Buddha, yeah, which is a.k.a. seemingly Paul. And the message is direct. You can't use yourself to find yourself because you're not lost, basically, yeah. So this, the way we share is more like a spiritual sperm, and I have great faith that at least one of the uh, sperm will get in and this idea will be conceived, I'm not that. See, what happened with me, when I started to really come up against all this stuff was in recovery. And in recovery, there was a statement that said, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, we will now look at its common manifestations. And then the next paragraph was about resentment. And then uh, there was another one about fear and another one about harming others in the pursuit of what you want. So if you follow the logic, those manifestations are of self, yeah? And we are of us, so to speak, in this example. So being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, when at this point that was the case, yeah, I was convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I saw this idea of self as other, yeah, or foreign, or a parasitical movement. And seeing, and seeing it as not me, a possibility showed up immediately, which was pregnantly available, but I wasn't until I heard it this way. As soon as I, what was being called me was seen as other, the possibility of being free from it became available. And then it informed me by going over my life since I've been six years old in a second that all I've been doing most of my life is trying to be free as self. Yeah? As self. Through self. By self. When the freedom I was looking for was from self. Yeah? So by seeing it as other, that possibility became available. That's basically what we're sharing here. Yeah? So we're trying to describe the activity that is being used to imply it's about you, or it's about you, or it's about you, and maybe throw a couple of question marks in there and cut off that, that distribution line where all the interest and attention keeps going to this fascinating image of you and let that interest and attention go somewhere else. And I bet you will enrich your day instead of being used to enslave your day. Yeah? 
So that is the freedom from the bondage of self, recognizing there isn't one. Yes? Yeah. And how do you recognize there isn't one? Not from self, but from what you are. You see what you're not. Yeah? You see activities that are implying something that isn't so, was never so, and will never be so. Yeah? There you go. And hopefully that gets expressed through this event. Yeah? Jim, anything else? Uh, no, that's all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Jim. Nice to see you. You too. Not being underwater. Yes, good sound. So, uh, Paul, Paul, I do want to kind of just gently kind of push back on your on your comment. You know, you can't miss what you are. You know, there's a there's a, a common saying that's been around for who knows how long. You know, you're, you're knee deep in water. So you're knee deep in the river, looking for water. Um, so help me understand, it, it almost seems like a lot of people are missing. Seemingly, seemingly. Well, I okay. don't say you can't miss what you are. I, you can't miss what you are by seeing what you're not. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It doesn't you, seem, you can live a whole life seemingly not aware of something. That does not make it so. Okay. Yeah. Back to your word, seemingly, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I humbly believe there's just awakeness. Now, in this experience we're calling life, we can seem to be awake to that, or we can seem to be asleep to that. But the fact is, there's awakeness. That's it, yeah? Whatever condition you are seemingly in is rooted in seemingly. It's appearing to be true to you. It doesn't mean it's true, but it's appearing to be true to you. Yes? That's, so the, the, that's okay. dreaming, yeah? Okay. There's a famous story about the lady who has this beautiful necklace, and she, she loses it, quote-unquote loses it. And, she, it. and she loves this necklace, and it really bums her out. And she goes into a depression, and she starts asking all her friends if they would help her find the necklace. So they set off on a course to help her find the necklace, and they're not doing that well. And then they hear, a, they hear a, uh, about some person who says they found the necklace, and they sh can show you how to find the necklace. So they, they travel, their, they pilgrimage over there, and they go to the talks, and they're avidly trying to listen and stuff and then they keep and there's new hope is and they're getting off on the hope yes it's sooner than later i'm gonna find the necklace and then somebody shows up and says hey just feel the neck so the lady goes to where the necklace used to be and she feels the necklace so her experience the narration is she's found the necklace but it never was off the neck yeah so her belief that she lost it wasn't true, yet it felt like it was true, which is dreaming. And when she found it, she thought it suddenly appeared, which wasn't true, but she felt like that was true. That's dreaming. Yeah. The fact is that thing was never lost and it was never found. It was always there. Yeah. So this is where the seemingly comes to. Yeah. People believe they've done something 
to sort of create a schism and they're now separate from something. Like the, the basis of the Course in Miracles, the basis of guilt is there's a belief in us that we separated from God and now we're really, really uh, bummed out about that and we're feeling really freaking guilty and we're trying to dump the guilt here. Yeah, by having people that are worse than us so that we can wear an innocent face. So it's all, all this activity is going on, yet it doesn't change a thing, really, literally. Yeah, it can seem to change something for years, but it doesn't change a thing. That's the good news. Yeah, have you know, did you ever hear the, I'm sorry, if you want to ask more questions or I'll just no, run. No, 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 fire away. Keep going. Go ahead. All right. So. Remember the story of the prodigal son in the New Testament? Sure. Sure. Yeah, so the guy makes a decision, he thinks he does. He leaves his good situation with his family and everything. He goes out and starts partying, fornicating and stuff like that. He hits a bottom and it gets to such a point where he, he, he wakes up in a pigsty and he's fighting the pigs for a, an old corn of, a cob of corn and he's totally bummed out and as many times before he just wishes he could return but he won't let him off himself off the hook because he thinks he's done something. He's the doer of it and he thinks he's not forgivable. Not that his father won't forgive but he doesn't deserve forgiving but he hits such a bottom the whole story collapses and then suddenly he's on the road and his father's right there giving him some new clothes and putting a ring on saying there's a huge feast waiting. There's no transfer of years from the pigsty to that event. It's just immediately he's on the road and his father's appearing. He's completely for forgiven and it was only based on his withholding that it went so fucking uh, so long. Yeah? What does that tell you? Yeah, he believed it. He believed it so much that it, it, he was tolerating a pigsty. He was believing the false evidence, and the false evidence was appearing real to him. Thank God it wasn't real. And when he gave up the ghost, there it was: the robe, the feast, the ring, the father. Yes. There was no time that lapsed. As soon as he saw it, it wasn't like, oh, then he got up and he dragged himself out of the pigsty, cleaned up, helped some people to feel better about himself, and then, no, he was meeting God or whatever, the Father got the ring, went to the feast, and hallelujah. What does that tell you? That we are the stumbling block. <laughs> we're dreaming yes, we're yeah. dreaming so some of us are in the dreaming of for us to wake up we have to dream we're not awake so that's what happens in a dualistic situation there's a cost and there's a payoff alright the payoff is I'm going to be there to feel like I'm awake and the cost is you're going you're gonna to believe you're not awake for years <laughs> feeling totally bummed out I don't know. I don't think it's a good deal. Yeah. So just to see I'm not that. And then the obviousness of awakeness will dawn as you, not on you, but as you. Yeah. yeah? And then the horse is in front of the cart. Blue is blue. Red is red. Things are clear. Yes. Not because you made them clear, because you didn't. They're clear. Yeah. 
And there's no reason why they won't be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there seems to be a, maybe a little element of faith and trust, or maybe a large element of faith and in, in trust uh, in that to, to, to some degree. Uh, I relate that. I know even as a as a high school student uh, taking you know taking physics or, or chemistry, I couldn't understand why there was so much space between all the molecules and something like a tree, but yet there was a solid object. We experienced that as in a solid object. It just didn't make any any kind of logical sense. You know, come, comes back to your whole point of seemingly. Seemingly, it seems like our experience in this world of form is a seeming experience, and there's nothing wrong with that seemingness as long as we see it for what it is. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying? Well, sometimes seeing it the way it is, it's there's a wrong, yeah, and you go through it, yeah. So traveling lighter isn't that everything gets great. It's just that you can travel lighter through whatever life has in store for you. Yeah, that's sort of cool. So let's talk about that for a second, because it's, it's something that um, that that I've come across myself in the last couple months, and, and just kind of curious what your thoughts are. It's uh, it's almost like there's this there's the this ability to have a dual experience, an experience of actually having experiencing pain in the body, or um, or even uh, mental mental anxiety. But at the same time, another aspect just totally at peace and totally grounded. It's almost like, you know, you're totally at this grounded level that's allowing you to just let whatever seemingly comes up, come up without trying to in any way resist it. Because it's that old whatever you resist persists and just kind of allows you to kind of roll with it. And I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts. Well, there's a there's a possibility of a timeless basis that allows you to see from that see the appearances in time so that's what allows the light the traveling lighter it's not of time that allows the travel lighter it's of timelessness yeah so you have a basis that isn't uh, determined by the circumstances and the situations it outshines them so some of that becomes available while you're walking through your sort of destiny yes as Jesus says you're in this world but you're not of it I believe when some when two things seem to be happening at the same time one of them is a timeless event and the other one is an appearance in time I like yeah. that. I like that where this this groundedness is the timeless. Uh, the, yes, the timeless and that's why, and it definitely it puts out a scent of reliability. I'm serious for someone who's been shook up and you know agitation, be getting more agitation. When there's real rest, it it makes a notice a noticeable effect. It does really. You know, you're on to something. You don't know what, and it don't really care. It's just, uh, you finally, you know, a lot of things we call solutions really don't qualify, I think, for that word. They start demanding so much attention and vigilance and maintenance, I don't see it as a solution. But uh, the timeless solution is really always available at all times, no matter where you are. Yeah, no matter what's going on, that's pretty reliable. Yeah. So let's delve into that a little bit, um, because it seems, at least to to, uh, to me, 
that there are instances where I'm, you know, um, am not very focused or almost not focused at all on the timeless part of that uh, that potential dual experience, uh, but more on the the physical, uh, the seeming physical manifestation. So um, I think I think that's I I think that's just part of the experience. I don't think that's a good or a bad. It just is. Are there any kind of I wouldn't want to use the word tricks of the trade or something like that um, that that help just do that gentle shift uh, without resisting that 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 kind of shift back to the timeless space, or is it just this inherent faith and trust that that's what you are? Uh, well, the faith and trust is pretty solid. So, uh, see these these movements of getting you know fixated and unfixated. Those are movements of an aperture, but there's a large panoramic field that that's that's appearing in. It's not the field that's going out of focus and back into focus. You know, this is just a little uh, mental activity. Uh, so I I. I feel it has a lot to do with observation. Maybe I, I had a hope that it was true, but I've observed that there's something that's always available at all times, right where I am, uh, and it's not based on my conditions. <laughs> I'll tell so you let's, that. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that observation. So, um, you know, I'm for just an example, hypothetical example. Um, I've been more selfing, but then all of a sudden I observe, then, then, then it's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm now observing that that's, that's where, uh, what I was doing. Is it just a matter of just laughing and saying, well, isn't that interesting? Uh, no, you know, no, you know, whatever, it, it's all good. Um, and just let it, let it, let it rest. Uh, and then over time it'll kind of shift to whatever, where it's, whatever it's supposed to be, whatever that looks like. Um, well, um, yeah, I feel reliability begets more reliability. Yeah, so I don't think it's a, a great leap of faith when something actually works. Yeah, I think we have a leap in faith in having faith in false evidence <laughs> all day. That's a leap of faith. I think this, this is faith well-directed. When, it's, okay. when the faith is in something that is reliable, it's going to show effects on what you're not. It is. Because uh, the agitation, like in that thing called faith mind, there's a beautiful line in one of the translations of it, which is, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. It's very interesting. Yeah. So this is the point. That which is agitated isn't going to produce unagitation. It's just going to become more agitated. <laughs> so while that activity is going on, and of course, the way it's being narrated, it has all to do with you, and it can disqualify you or qualify you for the, the fourth door of eternal basis. <laughs> you know, no. That's all, that relevance is, is not... Uh, is implied but not earned, let's say. It's just, it's just, it has, see people, I've talked to tons of people, yeah, 
they believe when they see a mental little comet shoot, it's them. Yeah? They constantly take themselves to be the tail of the comet. So they believe they've left, left our solar system. And then they also believe, oh, then I came back. None of that. You never left. And you don't come back. Yeah? You never left. That's why the other book we wrote on upon having never left. <laughs> upon having left cuts down the going towards. <laughs> it just does. Because you realize I've never left, so why would I try to go? <laughs> so is it kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger being, uh, you know, slapped down in the in the in the in the resting lounge putting the uh, you know, whatever apparatus is on his head and he's having a, a mental experience of what's going on in this vir virtual reality, uh, but uh, that, you know, he's never left anything. He's just right there. Well, of course. Yeah. Yes. I think that uh, that conviction brings a lot of lightness to your life. Yes. Yeah. And where we're a lot of times we find ourselves shopping in the wrong stores. A lot of things we meet here Let's say they're like half 10 ton pickups. They can't handle a ton of meaning. Yeah, it's just they'll, they'll collapse. And in that way, they serve us because they fail. And so you'll finally be left with your own devices and you'll see they're not yours. Yeah. And then, then uh, it's like an, uns you feel, you know, it's like an unspoken yes in your gut. It just keeps reverberating. You don't need to go to seven continents to get it verified. It verifies itself. Yeah. And everyone, not to get too deep into things, but if you look at the role of faith, faith is, is everything here. Yeah. When someone says they don't have faith, that's faith. They have faith in the idea that they don't have faith. You can't escape from faith here. Yeah. If there's faith in the thought system, in the selfing, it's going to produce tons of anxiety out of what's not happening. Yeah, That same faith, if it was directed by something other than mental state, may bring an ease and comfort to you in your day. It's the same faith. Yeah, We have it so clearly stated in recovery. It's one of the most profound statements in there, where... You're basically screwed, and then you arrive at a point where they say, perhaps there's a better way, and where you're hoping that you're keen on that. And they go, listen, instead of trusting finite self, trust the infinite. Now, you can't do that. You can't produce that. But if you follow this way of life, that faith will be moved, will be moved from the self into the infinite, and you will demonstrate that move, you will demonstrate its effects, yeah? So this is what's happening. The point is, that which is playing God can't quit playing God. That would be playing God. That which is identified as self can't get out of self. Self can't get out of self, yeah? That which is Paul, a.k.a. the Buddha, is making a mistake using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Yeah? Can't solve problems at the same level that are created. Yeah, same. Yeah. So basically, 
hopefully you've come to a point where a complete defeat is welcomed with a hallelujah instead of, you know, a total bummed outness. Like, I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to get it. Great. Fantastic. I can cut off all of that hope and whatever and just, it's available right now. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, it's basically where you're looking at it from. It can either be great news. We have a little story about a, the snake and the snake with the skin. Yeah. And every year the snake goes through an event called molting. It doesn't molt. It doesn't drop its own skin. It goes through a molting of the skin. Yeah. So we're going to look at that event from two points of view. One of the points of view is the skin's point of view. And one of the point of view is the snake's point of view. All right. Now, the skin's point of view has a prior story that it's the snake. The skin has been running this narration to the snake that it's the snake. And so if anything happens to the, to the skin, it's going to be bad news to the snake. Yeah. So, all right. The skin being quite, uh, you know, alert because of its insecurity, because it's not the snake, it starts sensing the molting is going to occur. So it starts jacking into the snake brain and tells the snake, buy a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> Don't, don't stay out of the sun. Watch out for that rock. Don't go there. Don't do this there. So it has its agenda to preserve itself at the expense of the snake. Because when the snake gets the new skin, it travels lighter. It tracks female snakes better. It doesn't snag on the rocks. It's a win-win for the snake. But to the skin, it's like Armageddon Day. So the skin is working feverishly to convince the snake don't let this happen. <laughs> now, some people, in a weird way, by aligning with the snake, they don't notice the possibility of what the molting would provide. Yeah? And they say that they stay the skin seemingly way past the expiration date, way past the overdue time. Yes? And this is the addiction to self. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to hear mostly from the skin's point of view when when shit's really changing. But the silence can be deafening. And I hope you have the ears to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you also mentioned in, in some of your other things that um, that about, that faith maybe is, is the willingness um, or that willingness plays a very important role. Um, yeah, because let's say one of the biggest problems in recovery are the people that come into recovery. Someone can have an incredible, active, like full-blown addiction, and if they're uninterested in in any kind of solution, yeah, they have a they have a a defense against the solution, yeah. It's amazing. You have to see how much power there is in what we call us. Yeah. And again, I'm going to Jesus back a lot. I'm not a Jesus person, but it's just coming to me today that he had this great miracle. Gave him a lot of credibility from, you know, later readers 
of bringing Lazarus back from the dead. Yeah? Very big uh, miracle. So, but see, Lazarus was alive at one time, at least. So he brought back what was so back to being so. But us, we're making shit out of nothing all day. Well, we don't even have a real thing to resurrect. We just make shit out of nothing. I've, I witness people who are totally flipped out on April 18th based on September 12th. That's insane. Yeah? That's faith. How could what's not happening affect you unless what's happening has faith in it? Yeah? That's why seemingly so means it appears to be true or false to us. We play a huge role here in the dreaming. A huge role. Yeah? It's nice to see, check out what's going on because if all the meaning is being funneled through self-centeredness, you're going to get a certain piece of the pie that is well known and very fucking small and doesn't satisfy. Yeah? And you see it as nothing to be shared. And it's us against them. And it's just insane. Yes? That faith directed by this message will bring an ease and comfort to your day. Yeah? The pursuit of happiness may be a leisurely walk, yeah? You may not even get up to look for it because you'll start from contentment and satisfaction. Yeah? So there's a, there's a, there's a phrase that, um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard probably primarily from Rick Archer. I'm just kind of curious about what your, your thoughts are about this. Um, you know, enlightenment is a divine accident, uh, but spiritual practice makes one more accident prone. Um, and again, back to words, um, you know, uh, we're, we're all enlightened, but we don't, we, we don't seem to see it. So it's this, it's this, this called enlightenment, the seeing of what we really are. But, I don't like the word enlightenment in a way. I much more awakening would be better because enlightenment means the cessation of all suffering, okay. and uh, that's one of the definitions. And I don't agree with that. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's a person, you know, humbly. So I don't think there's uh, there's not a person to get anything. Yeah, and uh, obviously the enlightenment basically. Uh, negates the idea of being a person. So there'd be no one hanging around saying they got enlightened in a way. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like that term. I feel in these circles, uh, most people would have been better off if they never heard the word awakening or enlightenment. They really would have been. They would have given themselves much more permission to be okay without those two fucking things hanging over their heads. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not into, uh, yeah, I'm not, just not into it. I call it a dog shit awareness, yeah? We're just awake. It's not a big, it's not to set off a parade. We're awake to being awake. Yeah, that's cool. See wherever it goes. Yeah. So is there any kind of benefit to, maybe, maybe, maybe the best term is not spiritual practice, but is there some benefit 
to of course anything can be of value because what we are yeah what we are is dreaming and as it says it beautifully in the course what we you and i are the dreaming of the dream and we're going to dream ourselves out of it so and as we do the dream will get happier so that's a nice way to see it so basically right now what we are is using this zoom maybe to get a resentment towards this guy paul or maybe feeling a little better or lighter or screw him or whatever so it's obviously being used by what's before everything yeah which i would say is big mind and mind's dreaming yeah so mind can use whatever is happening in the dreaming to dream itself out of the dreaming yeah so that's cool but i would think for for a mass amount of people i would turn spiritual practices into like physical mental practices really yeah can you give an example well the idea of mindfulness doesn't make any sense to me because we're mind <laughs> so how more how more mindful can we be than being it but as an action it can bring a sense of being here for people and a and a, a quieting of the agitation of the brain waves so yeah i would but see Let's say I have blood pressure problems and it's good to sit still for a while, okay? So I sit still 15 minutes and it helps the blood pressure. If I'm sitting for 13 hours of meditation, I must think I'm going somewhere. Yeah, there must be, there's something off there that I'm thinking I'm going somewhere through this action. And that's been shown to me to be totally off. Yeah. That's just, you know, where I'm sitting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the dreaming the way out, is that kind of a combination of doing nothing, surrender, willingness? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't see, but I wouldn't make it a rote way. Yeah, sure. I think it can at any moment and any time it can be any way. And I don't think it. you don't want to sort of cement it and make it the way I don't feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot more fluid. And yeah, so. And I don't have anything against any other way of looking. I just don't see it that way. That's all. And you asked me to come here, so I'm sharing. Yeah. 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 No, and we, we greatly appreciate I'm not against that. anybody. I don't care. I mean, what works for you. And, you know, anything that has brought you to a certain point has been, has been successful, really. So I think the idea of failure and success, obviously, is perceptually driven. And if you change, you're going to see all your failures at, as a great success, like they say in the course. And that happens in recovery. People have a story of the worst thing that ever happened to them, and they've been selling it for years to themselves and others. And they, after a year of being sober, they come to a conclusion, hey, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. If I hadn't gotten pulled over by the cop, I wouldn't have entered recovery, and now look at where I am. So what was it? Was it the worst thing? And it's and transformed into the best thing or was what we gave the meaning it to. Yeah. So that's describing our role, which is the course describes it. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty absolute comprehensive statement. It has everything in all in one sentence. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty big role here, don't you think? 
as the dreaming, that's a huge role. Now, the mental state tries to mimic that huge role by being completely obsessed with this small role. <laughs> it wants to make it seem as big as possible. But in fact, our role is huge. We're the dreaming of the dreaming. Yeah. Not as a... Not as a doer, but as the dreaming, as, as mine, so to speak, yeah. So it's just a relaxing, maybe a reveling in the mystery? I like uh, mystery, sure. What the homeless, the highest form of mind in Zen is, I don't know. That would be, that could be a drag or that could be called reveling in the mystery. I'd rather go with reveling in the mystery, yeah. I'm with you. That's, yeah, that I feel like, like better, yeah. you know, there may be certain things that you really need to know. And then when you know them, there's a moving on and maybe the next phase won't be a need to know. Yeah. You'll just be chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't there seem to, you know, again, knowing is kind of a mental process. Well, it can be, there's kind of this, this, this inner seeing, I guess that's maybe is what the way it's described sometimes that might not be a mental process uh but it almost seems like anytime that we know something then we're kind of trapped again in our own loop of experience you know what you think you believe what you believe you see and what you see you experience and it's kind of your re reinforces itself and to your point that when you know you don't know that then it's just is that maybe how you describe conscious contact is that it's just just whatever is taking place just takes place well if you know that you don't know life will be revelatory obviously yes if you already know think you know something you're going to miss it because you you image a package around it and then when life delivers what you're looking for, you're going to say no to the delivery because it doesn't look like the way you thought. Well, you better get over that because <laughs> most shit's not going to look the way you think. <laughs> and I'm telling you, uh, traveling lighter doesn't look the way you think. It's, it's not a lot of Herculean heavy lifting. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's uh, just a focus point turns into a panoramic view. That's all. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you hear this term, you hear this term flow, uh, you know, particularly with, with, with athletes that they're just kind of, you know, in, the, in that mesmerized flow is maybe what you're describing uh, that 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 flow of the seeming experience, even though that doesn't mean there aren't going to be what seemingly look like uh, challenging times or challenging physical you know, conditions yeah. with, with the body and, and things like that. But you're still kind of in this. You're not resisting it uh, at all. It's you're just kind of, of flowing uh, with it. And, and in some strange way, that flowing and lack of resistance um, opens up possibilities that may not have even comprehended. Whether it's whether it's whether it's healing, well, yeah. it may not be healings. It, yeah. it could be other things. Yeah. Yes, it's sort of like you. You've heard there's a great party, but every time you get there, it sucks. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. There's a message. I've been to a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, there's a message there. Yeah. <laughs> 
The you can't exclude itself. It's looking to have an experience. It wants to be there to experience its own absence. That's not available. Yeah. 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 So this is what you lose interest in. It's not the knowing, it's the knower. The knower is what changes what you what 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 is known. Yeah. The knower uh, injects no its own knowing into what is now known. See, that's the infection. It's not the knowing. Knowing has value. It's the it's when the knowing is claimed to imply the knower, then that then what comes after the knower gets gets uh, interpreted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a statement in recovery, self-knowledge avails us nothing, which is an incredible statement. But knowledge of self is very valuable. But any knowledge claimed by self as the one who holds knowledge is, is going to avail us nothing. But if you turn it around and now instead of have instead of self-knowledge, have knowledge of self, maybe you'll see you're not that, which is very valuable. Yeah, it's just a little way of seeing it differently. So we're here almost at the end of the hour. We have two more minutes. Uh, so uh, you've indicated that, you know, you really kind of lose interest in, in a number of things when you're in this in this space, because that was selfing uh, before uh, to and to uh, the now and the self. Um, is there anything just you personally have kind of gained interest in uh, since going through this this um, losing interest path? I've gained a lot of interest in that. Yes, gained a lot of interest in what? In what? In losing interest. Okay, so that's what you, that's that you gained a lot of interest in is in losing interest. Yes, a lot. <laughs> okay, because then. You see, uh, uh, it's like you think you control the front door, what goes in and out, but it's really the back door. So when the back door is open, you'll just find out what comes in and out. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I don't have a dog in a lot of hunts, but uh, um, I, I see I never get gypped. I'm always here. I'm here during sleep. I'm here when I'm awake. I'm just completely here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I love I love your sense of humor uh, about it all. Um, the it's so so it it it. it it's it seems like i guess in, in 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 my words i would say that instead of experiencing the reality of your thoughts seeming reality of your thoughts um you're just consciously in contact with whatever arises well yeah the see the the reaction to the thoughts are comedic before they were taken like cnn like news flashes. Now it's just comedy central, really. It truly is. That's a great, uh, and the audience is the same. You know, I'm still there, but I see it when I'm, when there's a hearing of it. Thank God it's not taken so seriously. Jesus, I'd, I'd be in jail again if I listened to it. 
Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us uh, a second time. Um, again, you, I was not uh, around when you, the first go round, and I was curious why certain people on our committee, certain people on our committee, wanted you back. They said we want to hear Paul again, so I can understand why. So I've uh, really enjoyed getting to know you, not only through the prep work that I did, but also this interview. So thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, man. Thank you a lot. Thanks a lot for, uh, yeah. You did a great job. And I just, and I hey, I just want to say, I hey, like Paul. In, I, I'd probably go to jail. That's not a good way to end the satsang. Hey, Paul, I just want to, I want to say hello. It's Jacqueline. I just want to say, hey. Hey, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm great. It's, it's really nice to see you again. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. For having <laughs> us. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Turning, turn the mic over. I'd like to right say on. goodbye to everyone. Can I do that? Absolutely. Please. I'd like to see Stephen up there, Stephen S. Nice to meet you, Stephen. Uh, there's a friend of mine, Kerry. Always a pleasure to oh, see you. Awesome, as always. Thank you. Jacqueline, nice to see you again, Jacqueline. Yeah. Keep having me back. I enjoy it, yes. We got Ann. What is this? You don't look like Ann. Ann Blanchard. Nice to see you, Ann. I can't, I need my glasses. I can't see there. All right. We got Regina. I, I caught the tail end of your little uh, thing. It almost gave me, I had no reason to show up for this after hearing a few minutes. I was going to say, I think you said everything I said. So if they didn't hear it, then they must not have been listening. But one uh, <laughs> yeah. thing I thought was interesting was one of the things I talked about was the human operating system and how different it is you know, like the Regina way of being and acting and speaking is one way, the Paul way of being and acting and speaking is another. And yet I think we said the exact same thing. So I think it was a good demonstration of how the outer is different from the realization, the truth. So thanks, Paul. And you know what? We love having you and we would love to have you here as often as you would like to come. We adore you. All right. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll set it up anytime. Um, I'm usually available. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say hello to George. George M., nice to see you, George. Pleasure to meet you here. And there's Keith, a friend of mine from Boise, Idaho. Not on a mission, no. There's Jim. It's nice to hear you from, uh, I heard you from underwater the last time. Mm -hmm. yeah, nice. Thank you. We got Susan. I see just an anonymous thing. We got uh, AT Radio Computer, that's cool. Connie, Meg, Deborah M. I see Deborah usually during the week. We got Tom, Joan, some numbers, and uh, that's about it. Great. Oh, no, there's more here. I missed them. Uh, we got Linda. Always a pleasure, Linda. We got Jerome there. Jerome, how are you? Yes. We got uh, Beverly. Nice to meet you, Beverly. We got Lynn C. Nice to see you, Lynn. And Sonia? Senia? Yeah, I'm close to it. Whatever. We got Chad. Chad, keep sending me that gold bullion. <laughs> we got uh, Shauna. Nice to see you, Shauna. I think I said the word right. Yeah. We got CL. C-L-E, nice to meet you, C. Tommy, Tommy again. 
yeah, I missed that first block of people. Oh, there's some more here. Jeez. Linda. Linda P. Nice to meet you. We got Noor's phone. I can't see much there. Rhoda. Nice to see you, Rhoda. We got, uh, who is this? Sil? C-I-L? Nice to meet you, Sil. Ron, you did a great job. Thank you for putting up with me. No, thanks. Thanks again, Paul. For now, you deserve something more than a hearty handshake. <laughs> well, it was my pleasure. My pleasure. We got Mike Z. He's uh, he's he's the uh, the guy who brings Embitch Slap to the video and everything. Without Mike, we wouldn't be uh, broadcasting across the world. We got Kenneth, a friend of ours in, from Vancouver. Always a pleasure. Slatko, whose uh, landlord deprived me of my water access. The resentment came and went, but, uh, you know. Thanks, bro. Nice to see you, Z. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, uh, that's what I guess with. Uh, did I, I hope I didn't miss anyone. If I did, I apologize. Lindsay, I got you. Yeah. And thanks a lot for having me. It's always fun to explore some possibilities. Yep. See you guys. And we're, if you're interested, zenbitchslap.com. Go to the event page. All the talks that we're doing are on there. Yeah? Thank you.